You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast brought to you by Arrowhead Land Company. Here you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight because here we go. What's up, folks? Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. My goodness, another year come and gone. I hope it was a good one for you guys. I had a pretty spectacular year. Um, man, I could go on and on about it, but uh, one of these days, uh, maybe I'll do like kind of a year in review. I, I usually do that uh, about this time of year, but this week we have a very, very, very special guest. We have the one and only Mackenzie Hutspeth, a.k.a. my wife. Uh, we did an episode last year just kind of about you know, relationships and hunting and how we handle the hunting season and schedules and me being gone and, and everything like that. And I got a ton of feedback on it. And so my goal is kind of make it an annual thing. And uh, last year we did it between Christmas and New Year's because it's just hard to, you know, get a guest on and everything. And so we did it again this year between Christmas and New Year's. So that is what we have in store for you guys. We talk a little bit of relationships this time. Uh, but we also kind of take it a step further because now our daughter is a little older. And so we kind of talk about kids and hunting and uh, the struggle. I-, I wouldn't say struggle. I, I guess it is kind of a struggle. Um, basically, just the juggling act of, you know, our kids at an age where she has to have supervision basically at all times. She's mobile, she's walking, but she can't talk yet. Like she can't really communicate. Um, so just kind of a difficult age and, you know, obviously needs constant supervision. And so. Um, it, it really changed kind of my hunting season this year. I, I think I've talked about it a little bit, but so yeah, so we go into that. Um, we also, we, my wife and I took our daughter hunting one time. And so we kind of talk about that. Y'all get to hear her perspective on it. And, uh, and yeah, so very, very awesome episode, um, that I hope you guys enjoy again this year real quick before we get there though. I did finally get to do some duck hunting this week. Um, I think it was like two or three days before Christmas. we got a big rainstorm, uh, basically Christmas day, a cold front came in and one of my good buddies, he texted me on Christmas Eve asking if I wanted to go hunting the day after Christmas. And I said, yes. And then he texted me Christmas evening and he had got a, a call from the landowner that we were going to hunt on. This is all, like, I was an invitee, you know, this was not my place. And um, and he said, man, the fields have flooded, like, the creek is out of its banks, and there are just ducks everywhere. And so that was awesome, like, that was super good news. But also it was tough because, like, we were going in completely blind. Like, we didn't get to go see it and scout it and, you know, figure out where the water was, figure out where we could get to and everything. So we just met early. He brought his two sons along. And then there was one other guy that the landowner knew that uh, he came to, just kind of everybody had permission and just a really nice guy and stuff. And so we had a couple of us. We ended up splitting up. (coughs) Excuse me. Because once we got there, again, it was all dark and nobody really knew where to go. And then since uh, my buddy Ryan had brought his two sons along, you know, we kind of had to keep that in mind. We needed a little extra cover for them. And so we ended up finding this perfect little corner along the creek that had flooded. 
next to the big field, and there was actually a deer blind there, so that made it perfect for the boys, and so we actually put the boys in the deer blind, so there was windows where they could see what was going on, and then me and him just kind of tucked into the brush along the creek. Um, we, you know, I brought my decoys, I got to bring all my new toys, I had uh, two of the little splashy butt things from Lucky Duck, had two mojos out there, um, one of my remotes was not working, which was kind of unfortunate, um, but anyway, so we, we managed to get set up before dark. Um, the other guy, he ended up just going basically to the other end of the field. So he was a couple hundred yards away, uh, took some decoys with him. And, uh, cause again, we just, we weren't really sure what was going to happen. Sun comes up and there were birds everywhere. Uh, it, it was awesome. Uh, it was a little frustrating because most of the birds we were seeing were wood ducks, which is cool. I don't get to do a lot of, uh, wood duck hunting, but, I've always heard, I haven't hunted wood ducks a lot, but I've always heard that wood ducks are one of the more particular ducks when it comes to, like, decoys. Um, as in, like, they they want to come into wood duck decoys. And, you know, most of what I had was mallards. I think I had some teals out there. <coughs> um, and so it, it, was, it was frustrating but cool at the same time because we saw a lot of birds. A lot of birds kind of worked us, but they didn't really come in. And then again, like, this, like, there was acres and acres and acres of field underwater so they just had a lot of options you know um but we managed to to pull some birds in ryan didn't really shoot uh he had he has a puppy that he's been working with i meant to ask him the age of the dog i want to say it's like 10 months or right around a year and so he didn't even really shoot uh he just wanted to work the dog and that's part of the reason i got the invite because he he, you know needed a, a shooter there and so uh so yeah so i did most of the shooting Ended up knocking down five ducks, which was awesome. Um, Definitely had some more that I should have hit. Definitely shot at some that I was basically just kind of, you know, like, I was seeing so many ducks, it it was just getting frustrating. And and so a couple of them, they would, you know, pass by pretty high, and I'd go ahead and throw some lead out there. Um, Got to take a shot at a geese. um, And then, oh, man, at the very end, like, we, we have cleaned up. We're standing there. And uh, Ryan had to, like, give his uh, boys piggybacks across the field because it was a little bit too deep for their boots. And uh, we hear this honk coming, and Ryan sees it, like, John! So I, I grab my gun, and uh, I had a shell, like, in the bottom, and I, I racked the shell. And this goose comes over the trees. I mean, easy range, flying low, like, barely cleared the trees. But he just flies right over Ryan and his son's head, and I didn't want to you know, shoot over them, and so I ended up not even getting to, to, to shoot at it. That would have been an absolute cherry on top, but uh, so I came up one short, got, like I said, got five out of my six ducks for my limit. Um, very mixed bag, uh, two gadwalls, uh, two wood ducks, and a teal, actually, so pretty cool to get some, you know, variety in there, and it just felt good. Like, I've been wanting to duck hunt so bad, uh, and, you know, like, five birds for completely going in blind, you know, no scouting, no nothing. I, I was pretty proud of that. So, yeah, real good time. I think we're going to try to go back out there uh, maybe in a week or so. Most likely the fields won't be flooded, but there's a big pond, and that's kind of, that's normally, you know, what he hunts out there. So, so we're going to try it again. Um, but, yeah, like I said, really good to get out there. So, uh, as far as the rest of the season, man, I don't know. Uh, I'm actually I'm going out this weekend. Uh, I'm going to take my my niece. She's still not got a deer, and so we're going to hunt the uh, the holiday antlerless season. And then I would like to kill at least one more doe, if not two more does. Um, I I really want to kill two total. So she kills one, great. I'd like to kill one more. Um, it wouldn't hurt anything if I killed two. Probably should do that. Um, so yeah, a little bit more deer hunting left. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, this weather that we've had lately has pushed some ducks down finally. Still haven't seen many. Um, you know, I keep hearing that like the Midwest kind of got hammered with some snow and some bad weather. I know we have some more cold weather coming down. Um, so yeah, hoping, hoping that we're going to have some more, uh, ducks to shoot out. It's just been a weird year. Been a really, really weird, kind of weird in general, but especially on the duck side. So... So yeah, that's what's been happening. Um, I already told y'all what we're doing this week. We're having McKenzie on, so I hope y'all enjoy that. Uh, Stay tuned for that. Hope you have a very, very happy new year. Good luck in 2024, and that's all I got for you. So we'll go ahead and just get into the podcast. Here's my interview with my wife, McKenzie, right now. All right, folks, here we are with a very, very special guest for making her second appearance ever on the podcast, my wife, Mackenzie. How you doing, Mackenzie? 
Doing pretty good. Yep. So yeah. excited. Oh yeah. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Got my coffee. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be good. Yep. We're doing this uh, kind of, well, before lunch, early in the day. Uh, our daughter is currently down for her morning nap. <laughs> and so we snuck away to do this podcast real quick. And um, yeah, I, you know, we did it last year. Got a ton of positive response. I don't think Mackenzie even listened to the episode, but I told her about it. I didn't. It. Yep. <laughs> so, so we think, figured, you know, might as well make it like an annual thing. And so, real quick, Mackenzie, just in case somebody didn't catch last year's episode, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Hello, podcast world. Um, my name's Mackenzie, uh, best known by Mac. Um, I We have a little girl named Hallie. She's about to be 18 months old, which is wild. Um, John and I have been married for almost over five years. We're about to go on a late anniversary trip, which we're really excited about. Um, I work in youth ministry. Um, it's a total dream job. Um, doesn't feel like work most of the time. And, uh, yeah, I, and that's, that's about me hunting wise about me. Um, I kind of grew up in a very small town where there were a lot of people who hunted. I was not one of them. Um, and, uh, really our first date, we used to joke about, um, our first date was a blind date. Um, Mainly because we were literally in a blind. Um, I had never been hunting before, and unbeknownst to us, his sister had uh, ended the rest of his family were in um, cahoots together and uh, put me in a deer blind with John for eight hours, and that was my first hunting experience ever. Lots of noises, lots of fruit snacks, lots of hitting rings and watches on metal chairs. I uh, didn't scare him away then, so here we go. Going strong. <laughs> That's right. That seven years or later or something we, we're, yeah. we're still hunting together we did this year and we'll get to that in a little bit but uh so last year we came on and we just kind of talked about like hunting and relationships kind of the the hunting season grind the hunting season widow as it's kind of become you know from mckenzie's side um and like i said got a lot of cool responses and so we wanted to touch on a little bit of that again uh, but this year we want to kind of add a little extra to it because we do have a year and a half year old girl and uh, and it just kind of added a whole other element that even though she was alive last deer season, even though she we had a daughter last season, she was just still just kind of in the infant state. What? How else am I supposed to say that? No. It was it was just different. Like she wasn't very mobile. You know, you could kind of set her down, do some things, and and not have to be like chasing her around the house. This year, you are very much chasing her around the house. It's very hands on, and so we wanted to kind of talk about how that changed uh, and everything. So so yeah. All right, Mackenzie. Here comes the big question. I want you to be honest. Just give the listeners a little bit of a uh, of a I don't know, just a little rundown of how deer season went in your eyes this year Hmm. i feel like overall it went pretty well i think this year was i was counting down the days to the end of january a lot sooner than i did last year um i kept thinking we're so close we're so close (laughs) and uh even when john got both of his buck tags i was like oh praise the lord and then he was like well i guess i'm gonna have to do some other hunting and i was like oh my gosh i was like i don't know if i want to be excited for you or uh or cry a little um but i feel like overall it went it went well um but i definitely think this year there was a lot more uh yeah kind of what you were saying just hallie is just a lot busier and so um us going into a, a coffee shop or a store or um, going with me to showers or family events. She just she's in the stage of if she's awake, she is not sitting still, and so um, it was just a lot more tiresome. And so which made it really hard because then it felt like all right when John comes home, like I just want to tap out and be like all right you're in and switch and and that's not always great either. So um, so I feel like it went pretty well. Um, but I think I was just a lot more tired this year, which made me a lot less patient, I think, with hunting, whereas usually I'm like, okay, it's a couple months out of the year I can do this. 
Um, but I found myself counting down the days a lot quicker than I have in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. And uh, I'll just kind of give my side. Like, I – it was different on my side, too, even though I was the one, you know, being gone and stuff. But it, uh, it wasn't near as, like, relaxing and refreshing for me this year, if I'm being honest. And this is, like, nothing, obviously, against you, but just – uh, because I I felt the pressure of being gone more than I ever had. Like, before we had kids, it was like, sure, I'm leaving you alone, but you're very independent. Like, you would just go hang out with your friends or do something fun, relax or whatever. But, like, I felt like I was being a burden by going hunting this year, which just kind of added a different dynamic to it. Um, and then, yeah, like, you know, when I did, you know, when I got home or whatever, I, I felt bad for you and I could tell you were tired and stressed. And so then I would, you know, try to do a little extra with Hallie. And, uh, you know, I was already tired from, you know, like waking up early and stuff while I was gone. And I got home and I kind of was, was trying to do double duty. And so I kind of felt the same way, but I was the one having fun. So yeah. <laughs> like, like I feel bad saying that, you know, yeah. like it was hard on me I mean, it's uh, because, you know, it was still enjoyable. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was very – you mentioned, like, that I got both my bucks early this year, which was extremely fortunate. Um, and you're, you're going to roll your eyes this year. But I actually – you and I don't think you realized this until I said it, and it, probably because it doesn't feel that way. But I actually hunted a lot less this year than I have in the past. I <laughs> and, wish you could all see my face yes, right now. Yes, yes. Um, and, and, I don't know that that's true. Uh, well, I know a lot of it's the Iowa trip because the, the Iowa trip was – you know, a big long, that was nine, I think I was gone nine days, something like that. Um, but if you take the Iowa trip out of it, so I keep track of my phone every year. I'm about to pull out my calendar and start counting. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep track, I, I keep track every year on my phone, uh, you know, how, how many hunts I do and stuff. And my numbers were way down this year. Uh, granted, if you factor in, you know, like I went up there for youth weekend to help, you know, Luke and take his kids I did the youth hunt with the Oklahoma Outdoor Outreach Foundation, so those two, you know, factor in a little bit. But, um, but believe it or not, my hunting numbers were way down this year. Um, part of that was work. Part of that was, you know, feeling bad for you guys. Um, part of that was just I like I, I tagged my first buck, literally my first hunt this year, and then when I was hunting the two percent buck, like I I just I knew that buck so well, and I knew my chances of actually getting him were so slim that like I only really went to hunt him when I thought the conditions were absolutely perfect um but uh but yeah I mean it, it yeah like I December <laughs> you're gonna laugh again we talked about this so the the hunt with the Oklahoma Outdoor Outreach Foundation that was the first weekend of December and then other than that I went one time uh, my boss invited me to go out to, to his place and I went one evening, like, you know, yeah. just went after work and was home that night. Um, but that was it for December. I guess I went duck hunting a couple days ago, but you know, I was home by nine thirty in the morning. So that, yeah. I don't know, maybe that wasn't a big deal. Maybe it was. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did believe it or not hunt a lot less. Uh, I believe it. I'll let you, I'll let you rebuttal to that real quick. No, I, I mean, I agree. I think especially December it was really helpful honestly um I feel like December always gets crazy and between we had literally a week of Christmas parties <laughs> we had five out of the seven nights in a row we had one of us had a Christmas party and so uh, which was really fun um but just the season of December is kind of wild and so um yeah definitely hunted a lot less in December than in the past so I would concur on that. As far as the others, I don't know that I would fully agree yeah. that you've hunted less. It didn't feel that way, but again, that might just be because of the season that we're in. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember October. <laughs> it seems like ages ago. Uh, I know I, I hit it really hard in November, especially with the Iowa hunt. Because uh, I left the first weekend of November, was gone that entire next week, got home, came home for like four or five days, and then I think I, I think I went that weekend because it was the opening weekend of rifle, and then that was Thanksgiving week, and I think I went up there, like just for the evening the day before Thanksgiving, came home, did Thanksgiving, 
I think I went back up there Friday evening. And then, yeah, yeah, I went up there Friday evening, hunted Friday evening. And I think I killed my second buck Saturday evening. And then, but it was so late by the time I got it done, I spent the night and then came home on Sunday. So yeah, I was I was gone most of November, kind Which of. Is normal. Yeah, but I mean, you know, and that's weekends and stuff. Yeah. You know, like I said, other... I feel like that's an expectation. Yeah, like, that's the thing we have communicated. Right, and is that Novembers <laughs> don't expect to see you any of the weekends in November. Yeah, and we covered this pretty thoroughly last year, but just in case there's new listeners or anything, or somebody you know about to get married or newly married or something. That was one thing that I like really harped on going into us getting married because we had actually we had never been together during a deer season because we actually broke up for just like two or three months and it was the two or three months during deer season uh, and I had had some buddies that were either older than me or just had gotten married before me and all of them were like I thought my wife understood what deer season meant and they did not. And so I like really overemphasize that, and and again, McKin- I talk about it on here all the time, how awesome Mackenzie is, and how amazing you are with understanding that, and understanding that this is my passion, and and you have your own passions, and it's kind of funny. Like I, th- I think a lot of people don't really get our relationship, but <laughs> we travel a lot <laughs> separately. Like we, like Mackenzie with you know the youth, like she goes on mission trips, she goes on trips, you know, with the youth group and everything like that. It's so like this year, especially with ha- with Hallie, like I, you know, basically during the spring and summer, I was kind of on Hallie duty, and then this fall we kind of switched, and Mackenzie was on. Hallie that sounds duty. so bad. It, I know, we know that. I know. We yes, know. We're yes, working on yes. that. We do go on vacations <laughs> together. We're going on one in like two weeks. Uh, <laughs> but just kind of like different passions, and, and but like we're both pretty independent people, and so that's just kind of that's just kind of how we roll, I guess. Um. So, so yeah, like I said, yeah. or like you said, like you knew going into November that it was going to be that way. Yeah, and, and I think that's something we're, we're still trying to figure out because in some ways, um, by God's grace, our seasons are different. Like for John, you know, well, starting, well, his thing is year-round, but his heavy season is like, you know, <laughs> September to January, Whereas with my job, our busy is January to September. And so in some ways, that's kind of a gift. Um, in other ways, that makes things really tough um, to not feel like we're like just continually keeping family and our marriage in the, in the forefront um, and, and our kid and, and not our hobbies or for me, my job, that those things don't take the forefront um, because... That's not great either. Um, and so that's something we're even still trying to figure out because both the things that we do, both job and hobby, um, are things we absolutely love doing, which is why it's so easy for the both of us to get so time-consumed in those things because we enjoy them. And so um, we are still even in the process of uh, figuring out what that looks like and how to balance all of that even with, with how Pal and... Um, and all the other things in our life. And so we, we do, we kind of chuckle because sometimes we, we do tag team and we're like, okay, how, how are we gonna, how are we gonna do this? And what does that look like? And, um, where do we need to take a step back? And when do I need to say no to, to meeting with somebody? Or when do I need to say no to a Bible study? Or when do I need to say no to, I can add a lot of things onto my plate and I see every waking hour that I have as, <laughs> as time to fill. Um, and so I think that that's the other thing is I feel like this year, especially John's been really great at it, but just if we do have open weekends, it's, Hey, you know, I know this wasn't originally on the, on the calendar for me to go. Do you mind if I still go? And it's like, yeah. Or there's been times that it's been like, Hey, you know, it's been a tough week. Do you mind? not going this weekend and so there's just been a lot we're learning to flex and and dance a little differently than than we have which is good um but we're still kind of trying to figure that out yeah for sure and um you know one thing that's kind of tough is you know we live about two and a half hours now from where we where i hunt and so it's really hard to just like bump out for an afternoon you know and so and 
for me, especially like in October, you know, non-rut times when like morning hunts aren't very good. Like I want to try to, like if I'm going to go, I want to be able to hunt more than once. But to do that, I really have to be up there for like two evenings, you know, because like a morning isn't very good. So that a lot of times would mean either I have to leave work early on Friday to get up there in time or I have to skip church on Sunday to stay up there for the evening and stuff. And, and I don't really like doing that. Uh, and uh, it's so our, our church used to have an evening service, which was awesome because I could go up Friday after work. <laughs> Excuse me. I could hunt Saturday. I know this sounds bad, but I could hunt Saturday you know, morning, Saturday evening, Sunday morning. And they get home and we'd go to the evening service, uh, but they no longer do that. And so just trying to keep, you know, priorities in line and stuff. I've tried, I don't know how good of a job I did, but tried to come home Saturday night more to be able to go to church on Sunday. Didn't always get it done. Um, but that was just kind of another hurdle. But uh, one thing that I'm looking forward to, and I knew it wasn't going to really work this year because Hallie is younger. Um, but, you know, my brother, like I hunt where my brother lives. He lives on the ranch still. And, um, he has kids, but like this year, Hallie just wasn't really old. Enough. Like I felt bad just dumping Hallie off, you know, with them and their kids and be like, Hey, y'all take care of her for a couple hours. But next year I don't, she might be potty trained. She'd be like two something. Maybe we can hope we can hope. Yeah. It's, so basically, you know, as soon as she gets a little bit older, I can take her with me. Um, you know, relieve some stress off of Mackenzie, let her play with her cousins and stuff while I hunt. And so that's one thing that I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, I don't know. What Kimberly, you're... if you're listening to this, <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> that's, that's, so, I've been daydreaming. Uh, like that's, I see. That's, yeah, this is the... We'll talk. Yeah. So <laughs> My sister-in-law is thebomb.com. If you don't know that, and Kimberly, if you're listening to this, she's like absolutely amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So, um, let's see. I want to talk. We took, we took Hallie hunting this year. Oh, I yeah, definitely, I definitely want to get into that. Uh, am I missing anything? Like, is, I don't think so. no, feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's jump into taking a baby slash toddler hunting. Cause I, I don't know what to call her right now. I guess she's technically a toddler now. She's walking. She can't. She can't talk though. Like she toddles. She can. Yeah, she toddles. Um, like she kind of understands, but not like you can't have a conversation with her. She's not going to get that. So she's kind of in that in between stage. But um, so this actually came about because Mackenzie wanted to do some hunting this year, and so uh, we went up. Uh, when was that? was that opening weekend of rifle? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You came with me. Um, and so we just had Saturday, and so we, I think we went up late Friday night, and then we had to be back for church because Mackenzie works at the church Sunday, and so we just had Saturday. Um, so we get up there Friday night, we wake her up super early. It was actually pretty cold that morning, uh, one of the rare cold days we had this year. Um, so we were worried about being able to keep her warm, so we had all of her you know stuff bundled up, and um, it, we I think we both I don't know maybe I think I had maybe lower expectations going into it than McKenzie. Maybe I think, I don't know. Um, and so like, just to make things easy, I, like I, I did things that I normally wouldn't do if I was just going to go hunt myself. Like I, like we drove the pickup straight up to the blind. Like we didn't walk in or anything. Like we drove it straight up to the blind. We unloaded her, we unloaded all of our stuff. We were very hopeful that she would just sleep. She did not really sleep. Um, but yeah, so we, you know, like I said, pulled the pickup straight up to it, unloaded everything. And then I, you know, drove back, drove the pickup off, parked it, walked back. Um, we brought a few toys. We brought lots of snacks. Um, we watched Boss Baby three times. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I downloaded, uh, Boss Baby on my iPad. So we had that (laughs) trying to like kind of keep her distracted. Kind of worked. Didn't really work. Um, I had some bluey, but I think the bluey wouldn't work. So we just like put... Boss baby, on we repeat. love Bluey. Yeah, yeah, big Bluey fans here. Um, but uh, she did okay in the morning. She didn't sleep. We expected her to go back to sleep. She didn't do that. Um, the blind just like it wasn't quite big enough for her. Like she couldn't. Like she, she's just a, she's a very mobile child. Like she wants to be moving. She wants to be active. And with both of us in there and like our packs and stuff, like it just there wasn't there wasn't a lot of room. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. 
I think, and I think you're correct. I think we had different expectations. I think I had higher expectations. I remember looking at John and I was like, I think I need to uh, reorient um, my expectations for this hunt because I still had this hopeful thought inside of me that we might still see live critters. I was like, I'm going to be able to potentially shoot something. I had hopes. Yeah. And I, I, I think I saw it almost like I went into it. I was like, okay, this is like a family bonding. And I think McKenzie. That was not me. <laughs> yeah. I am competitive. And if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I was like, no, this is going to happen. I've got to do it. Yeah. And that is just, that was silly. I remember I did look at John and I was like, I think I need to think of this more as creating a memory mm-hmm. rather than this being a, I'm going to get a deer. Like that just was not, I don't know why I thought that. I, I think I was just, yeah, naively hopeful. But we did get it done. We did get it done. We did. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was like probably 30 minutes after light or something. This doe came out. Um, we're like shuffling things around. Uh, we forgot her earmuffs. That was one thing I remember. Uh, and so we had like her blanket. And so we would switch off. We like held the blanket. Not, that sounds, I was about to say over her head. Like I used my, oh. I, I used my hands in the blanket to push onto her ears to, you know, cover it so it wasn't loud. Oh, um, so yeah, don't forget your kid's headphones. Um, but yeah, this doe popped out at probably 110 yards or something like that. McKenzie made a perfect shot, dropped it in its tracks, and we got a doe. And then probably like 10, 15 minutes after that, you spotted it. All of a sudden, this hog comes flying out from right to left. And I think you had kind of set your gun behind you, but I had my gun ready. Uh, I brought my rifle also just in case 2% buck came out. And uh, so I think I I wanted you to shoot it. but You You were going to let me shoot 2%, right? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, and so you took Hallie, and I threw my gun out and shot that hog. And then uh, we we saw a couple bucks. We saw uh, two or three bucks, I think, just all younger ones, like you know, uh, spikes, six points, that six points, six six pointers. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds so funny. Um, and uh, so yeah, saw a couple deer. But then the later the hunt went, the more restless Hal Pal got. And uh, she's like, she wasn't like talking. She's, ah, ah. Like she's just like, you know, just like being a kid. Like just having to get the yells out. Um, go ahead. And it was so funny. We kept the, um, what do you call it? Windows. Like the, the windows, plexiglass. We kept those shut because we were trying to keep the noise down a little bit mm-hmm. um but it was so funny because every time we opened the windows it was like an opportunity for hallie yeah she was so funny and every time we opened the window she would she would stick her head out and just ah and like just scream <laughs> thinking this is my moment <laughs> and so it was so funny like we we ended up laughing so much with her in the blind which was really sweet and really fun because even I mean, obviously, John is an avid hunter, but, you know, we're hoping Hallie will start that, too, when she's when she's young and will love it and enjoy it. So getting her out there as young as we did was actually really sweet. Like, we ended up enjoying it a lot. And even, honestly, when that, when that pig came out, it was so funny because Hallie heard it, like, squeal. And so Hallie tried to mimic the noise in the blind, and John and I broke. We were laughing so hard because she's over here making pig noises, and it was so funny. We did not try to get her to do it. She just heard it and just started to mimic it, and we were losing it. It was so funny. Um, and, uh, and John brought his butt call, which was a gift to us. Yeah, so we were we were getting ready to go. It was getting later in the day, and another hog came out from the other direction, and Mackenzie uh, shot that one. So we got a doe and two hogs on this hunt, and it was, it was already kind of later in the morning. We were thinking about leaving. You know, we've now shot like three times, and so yeah, I, I handed uh, Hallie my grunt call, and so much entertainment. Like she, she, I think she was she had it backwards, but I think she figured out she could like suck in and make the call. 
and uh, and you know I did it a few times and I handed it to her and she's so stinking smart like she figured out she at first she was just making the noise with her mouth and then she I don't know blew on it or something and figured out that it actually made the noise and uh, yeah it was it was pretty awesome it was pretty sweet pretty fun definitely made some memories absolutely for sure yeah I'd say it was pure inter- pure entertainment the whole time and it was pretty cute watching her be in her 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 gear and out there with us and and that was that was just that was a lot of fun and so even when we went down to pick up the the dough she saw the dough and started to try to like pet it and it was really funny because we were just like she just it didn't none of it phased her like at all um and so that was that was kind of cool too so she's gonna be a very outdoorsy baby and like a lot of babies but Hallie if she just lived her life outside, she'd be perfectly content. That girl does not want shoes on. She does not want a lot of layers on and she wants to be outside. And so that is her happy place. And so it was, and with mom and dad, that was an added happy place for Hallie. And so I think it was sweet for us all the way around. And one we're going to for sure have to do annually. Definitely. Um, I'm trying to think of like, tips we could give people um don't go twice in one day we (laughs) pushed our luck oh Oh, my word (laughs) i forgot about that yeah so that evening um dad got a little selfish and uh, (laughs) i was like okay we did the whole family thing but you know i got this buck i'm after and i think i'd gotten a picture of him the night before at one of my other spots um and so we split up so i went by myself to that spot and mckenzie took hallie by herself back to the blind we had hunted that morning and it did not go as smoothly that afternoon so i'll I'll let mckenzie tell you all about that yes one hallie does not wake up at 5 30 um that's not really her wake up time at that point she was normally waking up between like seven and eight which was a gift. Um, thank you, Time Change, for messing that up, and we no longer do that. Um, but at the time, she was, and she woke up early with us because obviously we were going hunting, and so that threw off every nap time the rest of the day. But also, our little child is a party person, and if people are around, that little girl will not sleep. And so we went and hung out with cousins, and we're outside, went and saw all the cows, and so. She did not want to sleep. Her nap schedule was already thrown. And so that evening when I took Hallie with me, we went back to the same blind. And the problem was, is where the blind was that morning, it was so cold. Like we were so layered. And that night when we went, it was so stinking hot, one. And so that was really tough because we couldn't open the windows. Or I couldn't without Hallie screaming out the windows and so I was like oh I'll just keep them closed which made it like just so hot it was like a sauna in there so Hallie was really hot she was already really tired um and uh she she was starting starting to melt um we did have her headphones for that one um uh, but then I started processing I'm like okay how am I gonna cover her ears and shoot at the same time our child doesn't like bows or headbands so keeping things on her head is not an easy task um And so that was, and then what's even better is, you know, the best shooting, you know, the last, what, like 20 minutes? I don't know. Something like that. Prime time. Prime time. Yes. Um, Let's just say the last 20 minutes, our child screamed for 20 minutes. Hallie doesn't scream and she screamed for 20 minutes straight. And I'm like texting John every two minutes. I'm like, are you coming yet? Are you coming yet? Can you please come yet? I need you. SOS. Please help me. Um, our child, nothing I'm doing. She didn't want food or drink or sleep or anything. And so um, we definitely pushed our luck. And uh, and so I would definitely suggest if you're going to take a toddler or anyone under the age of, I don't know, two, maybe shoot for one first. Um or go on a fake hunt in the afternoon that ends way before bedtime slash when you would normally do your second nap. Highly suggest maybe doing a fake hunt in the afternoon um, if it's for them. Uh, if it's for you, get a babysitter. It's great. 
<laughs> Don't do it twice. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm a few hundred yards away in my own blind, and like she said, it's it's coming down to prime time, and my phone starts blowing up. Like, how much longer? How much longer? When does light end? And I actually saw a good buck right at right at last light. Yeah. He was pushing a doe, and so I'm I'm like trying to kind of focus on that. I feel bad for Mackenzie. I'm getting all these text messages, and uh, so yeah, it was it was definitely a, a rodeo that evening. Not my shining moment. I was losing it. My but all you moms out there, you get this. You hear their scream, and your blood pressure just automatically starts to rise. Mm-hmm. And so about ten minutes in, I was like, I think I'm about to scream too. Like <laughs> I was like. <laughs> she's screaming I want to scream I'm like I don't know what to do to help you at this point but I'm afraid to leave the blind because I don't want to scare any critters that are around it was just it was there was it was just went downhill really quickly after that yeah but um, I'd say just general tips one remember their ear protection Um, make sure they're warm make sure you have plenty of snacks Um, I so like Hallie's young enough, she she's not really like paying attention to the hunt anyway. So I brought the iPad in, in the movies and stuff. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that when she gets a little older. Like, yeah. like I don't want my kid to think hunting is sitting in a box watching movies, you know. And then like maybe you look up when a deer comes. Um, I know like. Don't you do that, John, with college football? I mean, sometimes, but that's different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, that's one thing that, you know, we're not quite to that point, but I've heard a lot of people struggle with is, like, keeping them entertained so that they go, but also getting them, like, focused in on the hunt. And so we haven't haven't quite got got to that bridge yet, and I don't know. we'll, We'll see what happens when we get there, but... Um, you got something? Sometimes you do what you got to do to make it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you do. Mm -hmm. But then I also feel like when Hallie's old enough to go for the purpose of hunting, I think that's when it'll kind of switch is like when we're going for the hopes of her. I think at that point she's there for the hunt and the whole hunt, the, the waiting, the anticipation, the prep part, like at that point, I hope that she's going with you to field fill deer feeders in the summer, mm-hmm. helping with food plots and like going and participating in the prep work of it mm-hmm. to the point that it's like, I think when you invest in something, you want to be able to see the result of it. And so I think for her at that point, though she'll be five, I think when you get excited and when she sees you excited about it and when she's like oh i got to help make the deer potentially want to come let's be honest it does make them want to come but could make them want to come and like her getting to be a part of that and be like oh yeah like i i helped i helped i rode in daddy's lap while he planted clover um or something (laughs) whatever you plant in a food plot (laughs) um and so I think I think at that point it might shift to because I think at that point you've done a lot of prep work to where we're not just throwing our kid in a blind and being like here we did all the work now enjoy it yeah. like that's takes some of the fun out of it yeah absolutely absolutely uh, all right I want to switch gears just a little bit here and uh, like I said we kind of covered this last year but I think it's a good point to hit again and just kind of like uh, how you and I handle our schedule during deer season um and you know things things that other people can do to help things we did good things we did bad um one thing we started it last year and it worked pretty good and i think it worked better this year um is like i would we would sit down together put a calendar in front of us and we would actually kind of picked pick dates so like I would put dates that I, I would, I would kind of have two different kinds. Like I would have like, these are hard dates, like opening of rifle season. Like I want to go that weekend, no matter what, um, you know, <laughs> most of November is, is kind of that way. Yeah. Um, but like, I love that last weekend of muzzleloader seasons. Like that's a weekend. Like I want to go that weekend, no matter what. Halloween yeah. Halloween, which is usually those two kind of line up together a lot of times, but, um, I'm ignorant. No, you're kidding. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I would normally put like four weekends that are like, okay, these are the weekends that like, I will do whatever it takes to go hunt these weekends. And then I'll fill in a few more with like 
like, okay, like this weekend I would like to go if I can, but not a big, you know, like the second or third weekend of October. Like usually there's not a ton of deer activity. If I can go hunting, awesome, but not that big a deal. And so that's one thing that we started doing two years ago, and it's worked really well for both of us because it just, it it helps us both manage our expectations. Like I can go into the season knowing, hey, those special weekends, I'm going to get to hunt. If I get some bonus hunts, awesome. She gets to look ahead because Mackenzie's a big schedule person, obviously. And so she gets to look ahead. She's like, okay, I know John's going to be gone these weekends. It hurts John's heart that I plan things six months in advance. I'm like, hey, man. Like, hey, in June, he's like, it's not even January. And I'm like, but I want to put this on the calendar. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing next week. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't. It, so it hurts his heart. So we're, we're constantly working on it. <laughs> yes, I'm very much fly by the seat of my pants. And so hers because because I, I feel by the time that I get to those moments, everything's already scheduled and then there's no flexibility. And I love flexibility. So, but, um, but yeah, so like I said, scheduling ahead of time has been huge for us. Um, and again, like those aren't necessarily the only times I'm going to get to hunt. Like, you know, if, if a cold front moves through, during the week or on one of those weekends, it's like, hey, can I, you know, like, can I, can we move this to Tuesday so I can hunt Wednesday, vice versa? So, so that's one thing that we've really enjoyed. Mackenzie, before we started recording, she had a good idea. You know, the- yeah. um, at work, we started doing this. Uh, a lot of you have probably already used it or do it, but there's a thing called, um, it's like a Google Calendar share, and you can share it with like a group of people if you want to. And we started doing it at work um, with our with our staff team. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's something John and I are going to start doing this upcoming year um, because then when you add something to a calendar, it automatically notifies the other people on the calendar. Um, and that helps us a ton because um, – I can like I said earlier, I have a really bad habit of um, adding things to the calendar and forgetting to tell John um, I do that um, or seeing blank spots on the calendar and putting things there. And so and vice versa, like when John's like, hey, you know, turkey hunting is coming up in April. Um, can we not plan anything on on this weekend? Because I, I'm wanting to go. And so then it just helps me to like for him to, to add those in there. Um, and so that's one of the things we're going to start doing this next year, just a Google share calendar with each other. So that way, even at work, like we have things randomly pop up that it's like, Oh, I totally forgot that's happening. So I can toss it in there in the moment. Then it's not like one of those things where you go your whole day at work and then you come home and you're like, and then three weeks pass, and you're like, I totally forgot to tell you that tomorrow night I have a 12-hour event that starts at 9 a.m. and cleanup starts at 9 p.m. And I'll probably be home at about 1230, um, which has happened. Um, so um, so that's one of the things we're going to try this next year to help. Yeah, I'm also just very forgetful. It's <laughs> in typical uh, husband fashion, just because she tells me does not mean that I'm going to remember it especially because she is such a planner you know she'll tell me something three months in advance that i you know completely forget about it in the meantime and she's like well i told you about it and so so yeah i think that'll be really good and that's i mean even if you're not a hunter that's a very helpful thing just to do in general for couples so i also think something that um this year i think i felt a little bit more was even hunting expectations around the holidays Mm. i think that's something that um john's always really good about it if we're near like thanksgiving or christmas like asking um if but i think even just um talking through hunting expectations specifically during the holidays of um if we have family in town like going hunting and or not and what does that look like and how much and and that kind of thing so i think um that's something this upcoming year like we just have to like flesh out ahead of time because i think that was something um this year a little bit felt because it was one of those they were on the calendar as like gray of like could go could not go but then we didn't talk about it until like the day of thanksgiving or and then it's kind of like in that in the moment it's kind of like i don't know how i feel about this but sure like it's so it's like we didn't really get a chance to talk about it beforehand so i think that's one of the things that um just with schedules and planning ahead of just talking about 
the holidays. Um, and I also wanted to add this tidbit in here because this is something I did not do well this year is there were times that I knew I had told John yes, that he could and really regretted it. And so I, but I say that to say that, um, I'm really big on my yes being my yes, my no being my no, um, and keeping my word. Um, and so the other part that I really have to sometimes wrestle through is not, not making this sounds horrible but this is just honesty like not guilting john for going or like not expecting more of him because he went hunting um almost feels like punishment of like oh if you go hunting then you have to do the dishes when you get home it's like and that's just not i mean of course like obviously you want to do that to like serve and what have you but um i think that's something like i feel like the lord had to work on my heart a lot this year was when I said yes, letting John go with a joyful heart and knowing that that is one sacrificial love on my part to let John do it, but also to be like consistent in my yes and surrendering the times that I did have a bad attitude about it and was like, I really wish I would have said no, or I really wish he'd just kill something and come home. And so I think for me, there was a lot of internal part that I needed to do on my own self of like not getting frustrated with him, especially on the times that I had already told him yes. Um, because that's, I feel like that's something I can, I can do is like, I can say yes to something, but then not fully communicate um, or backing that train up. I, th- I I say yes to some things and then I can find myself getting like flustered about it. And it's like, well, I said yes. So like he can't read my mind. Um, but sometimes I'm like, why can't you? <laughs> you know? And so um, I would say that something this dear season that I've had to work on is just um, being okay with him being gone and then. I get to choose my attitude about it. And so whether or not it's not like that always, but there were definitely weekends that I was like, okay, it would be nice if he was home. And so, um, dying to myself in different ways and different seasons. And so, but I know that goes both ways, you know, my, my job is demanding and, uh, at times. And so, you know, when I am gone for a week on a trip, like I know John sometimes feels that way too. Like it'd be nice to have some extra hands around. Um, and so I think that's something we both, have to like both of us continually work on but even just communicating expectations way ahead of time because after I've said yes and he's walking out the door to go is not the time to negotiate expectations like that's not that's not a good time to do that nobody wins in that situation and so that's something I think we've been working on this deer season especially yeah yeah and I don't know hopefully I I feel like I did a better job this year of staying home more like like you know like when i i could have gone and i chose not to um when in the past i would not not have done that um and a big part of that is just you know hallie like i said just i know it's stressful and hard to keep her because i have had to keep her um and so yeah i i tried to do a better job of that this year which you did and i hope you didn't hear me say that whenever I i was just saying on the parts of like there have been times when you've been gone that like that has been a struggle for me. That's not always true. I'd say it's maybe 20% of the time that you're gone during deer season that I feel that way. But that's usually because of other things going on and has nothing to do with hunting and nothing to do with you, but a lot to do with everything else going on. Mm-hmm. And so, and the other thing is, is um, we, we love Hallie. Like I, and I'm like, I, and I, I wanted to say that because it's like, it sounds like we basically tried to pawn off our kid to do exactly what we want to do. Um, and, and that, that's not our heart either. We love that little girl. And, and in, in a moment's notice, I'd give up my job and John would give up hunting for Hallie in a, in an instant. And so Hallie is one of the greatest joys in our lives and we would not, we would not trade Hallie for anything. And so um, I think that's honestly part of why we're trying to figure this out of like, man, how do we keep, how do we keep our marriage in the forefront? Like how do we continually check on each other and love each other well and intentionally as, as intentional as we are with deer and as intentional as we are with our jobs, like how do we do that with our marriage? And then also how do we do that with Hallie? Like how do we, 
how do we prioritize Hallie to where, you know, it would be a huge fail on both of our parts if Hallie gets a little older and, and feels like, you know, oh, well, dad's going hunting, so I have to go with mom, or, oh, like, mom is at a retreat, so I'm, I'm with dad, and, and I just never want her to feel like she's a burden or a something in the way of us getting what we want to do, and so I think that's something that, like, Hallie is such a gift, like, kids are such a gift, um, they are so precious and sweet, and we would, genuinely give up everything in an instant for that little girl and so um I hope you don't hear us say that either but it's just the challenge of hunting and having things that you love in your life um and but also having a family and spouses and like at some point you know you do start to hunt less or for me I stop adding things into my schedule because it's like man you know my family is most important my kid is most important and so I am going to die to myself and give up some of the things that I love and desire. I would, I would love to go get coffee with more people during the week, but that's not what's, that's not what is most beneficial to my family or my husband. And so it's like, or for John, like, Hey, this weekend I could go hunt, but I know that wouldn't love my wife or my kid. And so I think we're, we're still in the process of that. And we kind of suck at it sometimes because we're selfish people and we have our own desires and hopes and dreams and, and learning to continually die to ourselves. And that is not an easy process. And so, um, so we're working on it um, because yeah, Hallie is not an obstacle to do what we want to do, but she's a gift and some, somebody we want to bring alongside, which we do. Mm-hmm. Hallie has come with me to so many coffee meetings and Bible studies. She's come with me on Sunday mornings and she is part of the youth group. She may be mm-hmm. one and a half, but man, she, she is known <laughs> by, by those kids. Um, and same way, you know, she has, we have so many sweet pictures of Hallie filling deer feeders with John and, in the tractor and in the blind and hunting with us. And so, um, I just wanted to kind of clarify that because I feel like we talk a lot about schedules and how we manage to continue to do the things that we love and enjoy, but how do we do that also with a kid? And I feel like it kind of started to sound like we were just trying to find ways to pawn her off. And that's not, that's not our, our goal or our heart either, but, um, but it is a practical aspect of having time consuming, hobbies and time-consuming job um and so we're still trying to figure that out and we fail at it a lot and at times we succeed at it but I feel like it's a growing process we're all we're all a a process Mm -hmm. we're all in the process we will be until we die so Mm -hmm. but but yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. very wise words very wise words um man that's that's uh that's good enough that I kind of want to end it on that um the only th- other thing I was going to say is just that uh, it was very fortunate for you, some unfortunateness for me, because I've been praying it gets cold so I can do all this duck hunting after you know I tacked tag- out on my bucks, but it hasn't been, so that's also helped me be home more. So. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, we're pretty much uh, on time here. Hallie might be waking up soon, so we're probably going to let you guys go, but uh trying to think, any any other last closing thoughts before we shut this thing down? No, <laughs> I ain't got nothing, but this was fun, John. Good. I'd like to say, John is pretty awesome. I know you guys probably know that from listening to him, but he is probably, I am a firecracker and a hot mess all the time. So he is my logic and calm and he is kind and gentle. Don't get me wrong. He's a man's man. You can fix anything. <laughs> And he, I, he's a certified YouTube mechanic is what I like to call him, but he can literally fix anything. So he's kind of the bomb.com. People don't say that anymore, but I do. Um, and so I just wanted to say, yeah, John is, he's pretty awesome. And so I, uh, I'm a big fan of his. So thanks for listening to this podcast. That's it. <laughs> and obviously, like I said at the beginning, McKinsey is also a stud for putting up with me and my hobbies and let me be gone all the time and uh yeah i love you i'm kind of a big deal <laughs> she's a big deal oh <laughs> uh, man well with that i better get out of here so all right guys i hope you all enjoyed this one um like i said got a lot of feedback last year so i wanted to do it again 
And uh, hopefully, maybe we'll be back next year to uh, record another one of these. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye!